to today's Real Talk, the show where we focus on all things North Carolina, real estate, business, and life. Sorry about that, opening the water here in the afternoon, throat being a little parched on this Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Maybe you're already driving home for the day. Are you on your way home already? Because it's three o'clock. Three, some people, hey, some people drive home early. And maybe this is your commute. Maybe, are you like a seven to three? Is that a thing now too? Seven to three maybe in the car? Phone lines are open, 844-STUDIO-4. I'm going to take a sip of the water. Normally, it's coffee, but in the afternoon. Sorry, it didn't, it didn't, t- it didn't hit the same as the coffee does usually in the morning show. Uh, so this is Justin Kazepis. Uh, I am uh, owner of WSIC, also show host here, general manager, host of uh, Good Morning LKN, Monday through Friday in the mornings. This being a Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock is today's Real Talk. My background before uh, getting back into broadcasting is as a real estate attorney, real estate broker, investor here locally in the marketplace throughout Lake Norman and the Charlotte region and surrounding counties. Uh, Was a broker since, have been a broker since 2012, have been a real estate attorney since 2015, and uh, an investor since uh, probably right around 2017 is when I got active, Um, but second generation real estate uh, career my dad was in real estate his whole life, and so that's naturally where I landed. And so today, we want to open up the phone lines, 844-STUDIO-4. Is there a particular project going on near you that you're curious about? Maybe you've got questions. And I, I can't answer every question about every single part. Like, hey, is this one going to have 123 parking spots instead of 124? I won't know those kind of details about all the project. But let's talk generally about development. If you want to talk, 844-STUDIO-4. There's a couple of big projects happening here around the Lake Norman area. So I am a resident in Cornelius, particularly tonight, Mills Market. Mills Market is going to be at the town board meeting tonight. It's going to be a pivotal conversation, public hearing, as it relates to this project in downtown Cornelius. Highline Partners is requesting to rezone just under two and a half acres to construct a multifamily residential, 238 units, and commercial, about 12,000 square feet ground floor retail. The proposed five-story building, four stories along Catawba, will have commercial on the first floor and residential on the remaining stories. Structured parking, also part of the conversation. Significant access for both Town Hall, the surrounding areas. And it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting uh, proposal. We're looking forward to seeing what the town board has to say about it, what also the developer has to say about it, and what you as you know, the community have to say about it. There's a lot of projects going on, and it's easy to throw stones. I do it every once in a while from the sideline. It's easy to, to poke at what people have decided and what they're interested in. But as a community, you have the opportunity to say something, and you can so again, 844-STUDIO-4, you're welcome to call in and discuss any, any point of view on it, as long as you're reasonable. Got Josh on line one here calling in. Josh, how are we doing today? Josh from Concord, how you doing, sir? Maybe Josh is with us, maybe he's not. Not sure, we're going to check on that and see. Josh, if that's uh, if you're there, would love to chat with you. Give us a call back in case uh, maybe something happened on our end. 844-STUDIO-4, Josh, you are welcome to call back if that's not seeming to uh, come through the line. So we'll come back to Josh. Josh, call back 844-STUDIO-4. Love to hear what you've got to say. Open to the conversation. 
won't hear any issue from us of people being able to voice their opinion. A lot of that these days, people, I don't know, are people nervous to voice their opinion? I, I almost, some people I talk to have no problem when I'm sitting down one-on-one -on -one or in a small group with them saying, hey, how they feel about things. Good, bad, and different. Uh, but then when it comes time to publicly acknowledge it, because that that's what these commissioners, right, what these, the staffers, what people in the, the work in the local government, they want to know what you believe and what's important to you. And a lot of them right now are gauging based on the small groups that are coming into these public hearings. Because there, there's a process, right? Like, like a development doesn't just happen overnight. The stuff we're seeing vertical right now, it's been years in the making. Particularly if you're going through rezoning, as most projects have to. They have generalized use, use categories. But then beyond that, if you want a particular use, particular density, particular structure type, add-ons, unique circumstances, all of that takes approval. And so there is a process, and each municipality is a little bit different. Each of the zoning uh, requirements and, and categories are different. Some are unique. Some, some quasi-judicial was a big conversation for a while. Some municipalities had quasi-judicial or basically like a court hearing type setting of, we will not discuss with the public what we feel. You may not discuss with us or the public. And then you just present your facts and it's supposed to be an unbiased process. And so when you've got people that show up to a meeting and they get loud and then on social media, they're loud and that's the loudest group. Well, then that's what a lot of times the, you know, seems to be what the commissioners will go with because that's the group voicing their opinion. And like, okay, well, that's the opinion of the community and that's the assumption. But there are some of you who have a different opinion and are okay with some of these things. Or you're okay in some circumstances. Are you okay with this, but not with that? I don't think you have to be in a category of just yes, no. It's like, let's talk about it. Let's figure things out. And so while Bill is working through the phone line system, we had somebody call back again and may have lost him again. Josh, we lost you again, man. Just let's go for the third time. Eric from Statesville calling in this time. Eric from Statesville. Sorry. 844-STUDIO-4. We'll do this again. We'll run it back. It's okay. We'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. But hey, the phones are ringing and we appreciate you are welcome to call 844-STUDIO-4. Uh, can't guarantee you'll get through the phone lines. They are busy this, this afternoon already. Obviously a popular topic. Mills Market, it's up for discussion tonight. Cornelius Town Board. Cornelius is going to be discussing part of the public hearing Mills Market. Was it planned to be on this particular Monday knowing that it's Monday night football for the Carolina Panthers? What are you choosing? You choosing the local town board hearing or are you going to watch the NFL? What's on your mind? What's it going to take? Is it a conspiracy? Was it scheduled? Oh, yeah. And there's a few things to talk about with the project. Looks like parking is certainly, certainly uh, one of the considerations. So the developer uh, planned to build 130 parking space at lower levels, uh, which would be owned by the town and would provide additional parking for downtown activities and the Kane Center. Kane Center for the Arts, a phenomenal building downtown. You can catch Justin Dion, the executive director's show, every Wednesday from 4 to 5, Know the Scene. And Kane Center being a, a community facility. It's becoming that, that place where certain events, certain activities can take place at a community-wide level. Certainly has been a long-time vision and a long-time aspiration of leadership, particularly Mayor Washam. He's been a big advocate for Kane Center for many years. 
It's a phenomenal building. I think it's very cool to include arts and culture in the community. And so having that opportunity now, what do you do with the surrounding downtown? Downtowns are a big conversation for small municipalities. A lot of times downtowns are looked at as the hub, as the place where people want to come and engage and find out, hey, what is happening right now? And so now we've got a new structure potentially being built. Again, it's still got to go through the entitlements process. We're still pretty much on phase one here as far as what can we do with this land. And that's what we talked about, right? Different municipalities have different rules and different processes to figure that out. 844 Studio 4, if you want to be part of the conversation, we got to take a quick break, Radio Fam. You could be watching right now, WSICnews.com, also all the social platforms. You can submit a question there if you want. Submit it on uh, any of the social channels. We'll be happy to engage with you. And again, check out WSICnews.com, click radio shows. You can see the full lineup. Our goal here is to provide you access. You're the community. You deserve to have your voice heard. And that's what we want to do. We're going to come right back. Today's Real Talk, the show where we talk all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. I'm your host, Justin Kazepis, real estate attorney and broker here in North Carolina, also investor. Working through the phones right now, having a couple of technical things. We are we did switch around the old internets this weekend. We need a little bit more juice, so we got a new internet provider at the studio, and so we're just reconnecting all the components. Want to thank Josh, Eric, and William all for calling in, attempting to call in thus far, and unfortunately not being able to get through. But this is what we're going to switch up just for the rest of the show today. Call back. Bill is going to take your question. I would love for your voice to come over the airwaves and share with people what your thoughts are good, bad, and different. I'm open to having a conversation with anybody. But when you call back 844-STUDIO-4, Bill will take your question, then I'll answer it over the air. Just a little bit of a connection component over the uh, internet situation going on. So we'll we'll get it tweaked and we'll see if we can work through it. But again, Mills Market here in Cornelius up for debate tonight uh, as part of town board meeting public hearing. So it is open to the public if you want an opportunity, I think, to speak. I think they do make you be a Cornelius resident if you would like to have a part of the discussion, or maybe they'll let you talk. It's just I don't know if you, they'll count your opinion at all if you're not an actual resident. It's one of the interesting things. Uh, Bill, go ahead and mute your mic, too. Uh, yes. Go ahead and mute your mic, Bill. Yep, there we go. Uh, so want to see what your thoughts are. Parking is obviously a big, big part of the conversation. It always is. Infrastructure is always going to be a big part of the conversation, right? Remember, North Carolina in particular, until there is a need, there is not funding for a particular project. So we've got to understand that first. And here's the thing. The town board commissioners, they all know this. Of every municipality, they have training they do, right? Like they have training that goes into once you're elected as a town board commissioner, the municipalities offer training, and it's like North Carolina UNC School of Government-style training. And so they all know. They know the fact that development, infrastructure, all of that comes after a need is there. So I always find that portion of the conversation interesting. It's like, Look, if you were just going to say no based on traffic, then what are we doing? Then why is it even coming here? It's a, it's a game, right? If, if that's the case. If they're genuinely like willing to consider, okay, well, okay. So it makes you wonder, okay, what's the, what's the next step? And, and so we've got to look at the data and say, okay, is enough development enough? Should we have more? Is there a breaking point? Have we reached that breaking point? 
I don't think we're anywhere close. It depends on what layer you're looking at here. If you're talking about down to the individual towns, incorporated municipalities, there's certainly an argument. Cornelius in particular, it's a very sm square mileage. It's on the smaller side, right? If you compare it to a Huntersville, if you compare it to a Mooresville, if you compare it to a Statesville, even Troutman. So square mileage is pretty small. Davidson's small too, right? And so the question becomes, if, if we're going to have development on the remaining raw land parcels, what is the type of development that wants to you know, be allowed, be, be authors. I saw, I was just thinking through some random numbers because WSICnews.com, right there on the homepage, we've got the individual market reports for by county. So I'm looking at, you know, Mecklenburg County, Iredell County, Lincoln County, Cabarrus County, Catawba County. Uh, I, I look at all of these individual reports because I follow the market data. I believe we've got Eric attempted on line one again. Eric, you there with us? Hey, Justin, what's up, man? Eric, you made it, brother. Thank you for calling back. Justin, i tell you what, since you enhanced what Mark had done at WSIC, I said, now, he ain't going to take my call, but I'm glad you did. Well, I get to talk to you, Doc. Anytime you want, brother, I'm here. What you got going on? What's on your mind? Okay, the question, what I was going to ask you, about you being a real estate broker. Yeah. A uh, real estate attorney. Yeah. And an uh, investor. Yeah. And then you just bought the station from WSI, the, from Mark WSIC now, yeah. the owner of WSIC. What do you find the time to do your elite work? <laughs> hey, I, I found That's out I found out that if I drink just the right amount of black powder coffee in the morning, which is which is brewed in Statesville or excuse me in Mooresville, I can last almost the whole day. It's pretty good. It's pretty phenomenal. Yes, sir. I heard you and you're, you're sipping on that. <laughs> <laughs> you and, doing okay? Uh, What's going? You're you're calling from Cabarrus County. Where are you calling from, Eric, or Statesville? No, sir. I'm calling from Studio A. I'm in Statesville. I'm right here in Statesville. Listen to WSIC for years over here. Okay, Eric. Then then, then help me yeah. out here. Help me out because you know I'm the new kid on the block around here. Okay, Statesville yeah, well, seems to be <laughs> Statesville seems to be growing a bit right now. How do you feel about that? Well, uh. You know, pretty much, brother. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't keep up with the, the population uh, count, but I, I remember back uh, 15, 20 years ago, the population was about 30,000. I don't know what it is now. So it is growing, but... Uh, but beyond know. population, Eric, beyond population, you know, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the trucks on 40, I-40. You're seeing all of the, the corridors yeah. growing, developing the buildings, going vertical. How does that make you feel? Do you feel right. like the town still has the the feeling that makes you like want to call it home, even though we're seeing more buildings come out of the ground? Or does that change how you feel about the area? Well, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with the... Uh uh, you know, advancing, you know, and everything is growing. Yeah, it's pretty much. I, I, I love to see it because I've been here about 66 years, and I remember when it was a little bit of nothing, and uh, ain't, not, ain't nothing wrong with the advancing. Okay. Eric, we appreciate you, man. You going to watch the Panthers tonight or what? No, I don't, I'm not into the, the, the football like that. Okay. I don't blame you. Hey, but, I know. Uh, I appreciate you being an avid listener, though. You, man. I appreciate you. I just appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you for what you're doing. And I was picking with somebody the other day. I can't remember who that was. But what I was saying, uh, Justin, well, not only you put space or uh, enhancing WSIC and making it better, 
But the thing is, you putting Cornelius on the map. <laughs> We're putting the entire Lake Norman community on the map, brother. That's what it's about. We're all That's one community. That's it, baby. That's what I'm saying. All right. We appreciate you. We're going to jump to the next call, but I hope you have a great rest of your week, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. There he goes. Eric calling in from Statesville. I think we got William back on the phone now, too. William, are you there, sir? Ooh, may not have William. We're getting closer, though. We're getting closer. William, we appreciate you willing to call back. See, this is how I know Eric. This is how I know Eric is an avid listener of WSIC as well, because he referenced Studio A. And I like that. He threw me. He, he almost got me right there when Eric said Studio A. He almost got me. William did have a, uh, a good question. Okay. We, this is Bill the Buffer on the Sticks, who you hear normally during the morning show. Good morning, LKN. He's jumping in with me on today's Real Talk. What's going on, Bill? Hey, how's it going? Um, this is a question from William. Okay. Um, William has an uncle who's uh, moving up here from South Florida. Okay. All right. He wants to know the pros and cons versus renting mm. or of renting versus owning. All right. Okay. Um, what makes more sense at the time? Um, you know, his uncle's thinking maybe it's better to rent right now. William's thinking otherwise. We're sure. trying to figure out the climate and any insight you might be able to provide. Speaking of climate, I thought it was the reverse. I thought you like moved to Florida. You know what I mean? Right. I thought, hey, but we'll I, take it. I mean, we'll take we'll it. Take you know what I mean? Most people, though, you hear of people moving to Florida, moving to Texas, and then North Carolina's kind of a third. Pretty rare that you hear, you know, Florida moving to North Carolina. We, we wave with all five fingers here, William. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's not welcome. It's just I find that equation interesting. But renting versus buying, it, it, it all comes down to what is the personal life decision and remainder looking like? Uh, are we talking about retirement? Are we talking about? Uh, are we talking about you're 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 in the prime and we're, we're building and we're growth of a family? Are we are we youngin and and moving around? Kind of where are we at in a life perspective? Because the, the the big question and this is normally what it boils down to. And just for the sake of time, I'll get down to the brass tacks of it. Is it an okay time to buy? Mathematically, financially. Does it make sense in the marketplace that we are in right now to buy real estate? I'm a little biased. I believe you can buy real estate in any market because every deal is unique. It depends. Are you living in this property as your primary residence? Is this an investment property, secondary property? So, so we'll take it from the primary residence perspective, right? Because that's what we're talking about. Somebody moving here from Florida, should they buy or should they rent? There's an instant problem with rental if you are the rentor. And it is that you are not accumulating any wealth financially by renting. Your money is leaving your pocket and going into someone else's pocket. So there is no financial benefit from an investment perspective of the asset to rent. So if that is in any way, shape, or form and part of the equation for you, and it may not be, but if it is, well, then that, that would answer that one pretty seamlessly. That's the easy answer, right? Like, hey, it's not an investment when you're renting, you're just giving money to somebody else. But if you're looking at, okay, do I rent for the short term and buy? The number one factor of real estate has been, and I believe always will be, location. Location, location, location. Do you know where you truly want to be? It's pretty disparaging to get somewhere, buy, and then like say to yourself within like six months, like, ah, eh, I'm not really into it. Because you, you spend a lot of money 
initially to get into a home. You got moving costs. You got not to mention just the buying of the property costs. But then like, you know, you move in, you got to have like pictures to hang on the wall. You need a toothbrush and a toothbrush holder. Don't you be bringing that crusty lotion bottle you found from four years ago that was underneath your old cabinet thinking you're going to put it on top on the sink counter whenever you get here. Don't do that to yourself. You go get yourself a new bottle. Splurge a little, you know? So there's a lot of costs that go into it. There's a few more factors, and we're going to talk about it. William, I'm going to keep answering this question on the other side of the break. Radio fam, we are going to take a break. Digital fam, we're taking a break. WSICnews.com. You can be watching us right now, also all the social platforms. We appreciate you, radio fam. We love this community, the Lake Norman community, all the way Huntersville, all the way north, North Iredale. I see you up there, even north of Statesville. Y'all is wilding out. Y'all is out of control these days. We love every single one of y'all. Coming right back. Welcome back to today's Real Talk, the show where we talk about all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. I'm Justin Kazepis, your host, liaison during this hour. If you're on your way home, we hope you had a great Monday. And so we're talking development, just to keep your blood pressure low. If you're sitting in traffic right now, maybe it's something you want to talk about. I always say you're either thriving or you're dying. That's, that's just one of the ways I think about it. I would rather have a town that has traffic. Um, but you can also drive to parts. See, that's the thing is like I say that, but then I could drive, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, and I could be I could be on rural roads still. So it's close. And I don't live in the city of Charlotte, right? I, I, my city days are probably over. But so William had called because he, he was asking the question, I believe it was his uncle. Was it William's uncle? William's uncle is moving from Miami to the area here. And he's moving here because it's already so crazy in Miami. There's already so many people. This is basically a walk in the park. And, and, and to be honest with you, that, that's a big reason why some people are moving here. And I hear this directly from people moving from up north, down south, from the west. Because the population, they like the smaller town feel, smaller being relative to what they're used to. And for the residents that have been here, it feels like there's astronomical exponential growth happening at such a rapid rate that we don't know what to do with everybody. Now, it's nothing like on some national level of migration, I don't think, world migration. But North Carolina is certainly seeing an influx of population. Heck, we got, a, we got an additional seat in the federal government now based on the census data. I think we got, what, 14 now or something like that, some number? I don't, I don't know. But so the question of should, should he buy or rent? William's uncle moving here from Miami. And again, I started with the personal decision. Okay, is there any investment level of thought on it, right? Like, is, is, does that matter? And for some people, it truly doesn't. I know people that are like, yeah, I don't really care. I don't, I don't use real estate as my investment tool. And that's fine. You don't have to. There's many investment tools out there. There's plenty of different options. But if your game is, you know, to include in real estate as an investment, well, then it gets down to, okay, when is the market going to pop? Is it going to pop? I get asked that question all the time. All right, have we reached the top, Justin? Are we there? Is it, is it down only from here? I don't see it that way. I don't see prices moving astronomically down. Now, there will be micro pockets. And I think for a short time, because once revitalization takes hold, it's only up after that. 
I, I think what is happening in our marketplace is a resetting of the floor. And what do I mean by that? Traditionally, pre-COVID, right, if you saw, let's say, a 7% growth in, in projected value of your property, you, that was a normal market. That was good. That felt right. Sometimes 10%, like 7 to 10. You'd hope for the 10. It'd be a banger. 7%, you're kind of in the normal ranges. <laughs> and so from there, when COVID occurred, sorry, I was looking at my phone, my phone was ringing. That's what just happened there. Twenty, About 20%, it almost seemed like month over month is what we were seeing for, from Invest for Real Estate. And then so now it's like interest rates have shot up. And I made the call last week, right? Bill the Buffer put me on the spot and I made the call. My hot take, I think we see 10% interest rates in real estate. I, I, look, the financial folks could call me crazy. Things are slowing down in certain markets. Things are all over the board. I just don't know if that's truly going to be the case because if interest rates even not, rates notch down even the slightest, there is still so much demand happening in the marketplace that it's hard for me to see it not just going gangbusters again. And the price is just skyrocketing again. If at all the Fed shows a hint of being of willing to move the market down as far as interest rate go, I, I just have a hard time seeing it doing anything besides skyrocketing once again. And that's something nobody nobody wants to see again. I mean, if you own the property and it's on paper, I mean, it's a cool feeling. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, my home price is up as my primary residence. But you see, and this is where the financial principle comes into play of your primary residence should not be considered an asset. It's a liability because you're having to pay for it and, you're, and it's not gaining you actual money. It's, it's money on paper for retirement. But at the same time, if I'm honest with myself, I'm okay with, I, have, I moved so much as a kid because my dad being in real estate and we would do like the every two, three year hop around kind of game. But now, uh, now that I've lived that life and with my kids and just the way I am, and because of the area, particularly the neighborhood we're in, I don't see myself moving ever again. A limited exception. I mean, God tells me to move, I'm going to move, but that's a different conversation. I, it, locally even, very limited of what I would move to if I were to move. And so I've already pretty much picked out the plot in the backyard for Demi to bury me in. And because of that, I... I it doesn't mean no good if the price goes up because it's always going to be on paper. Now, it's great for my kids. It's fantastic for my kids. They can sell and do whatever they want. I'm not going to hold them to it. And I hope they make as much money as they possibly can. And I hope that they know every single IRS tax code. And I hope they can play the game better than President Trump can. I hope they can play the game better. He plays it pretty good. But as of right now, it doesn't mean no good for the value to go up because it's just on paper. Now, my costs go up, my taxes go up, my insurance premiums go up, my cost to maintain goes up, my HOA dues go up, but I'm not getting any additional cash in my pocket for my primary residence to go up in value. So that's where that principle, again, of your primary residence being a liability, not an asset, comes from. But so if you're looking to buy in the marketplace and you're price conscious, I just don't know if the prices really come down to a point that it makes a difference. Because if rates do go up, and even if price goes down, well, your cost of borrowing is up. So is it a break-even? Like, where's the break-even? 
for the super math people who have the algorithm software that can do that, I mean, yeah, we can check on that. I think it's nominal difference. You know, rate goes up, price stays the same, you're paying more. Price goes up, rate goes up, you're paying way more. The demand is still there that I could see both of those occurring. People are at the table at 7.5% right now. There's also a lot of people, primary residents, coming in with cash in the marketplace right now because they're moving from other states and being able to sell. Again, William's uncle, for example. If he owns a property in Miami and he's able to sell it, and I don't know, let's say he's been a good steward and doesn't have a bunch of debt down there that he's got to pay off and he's got a boatload of cash to spend here, that's what you, that's what you hope for because then you're buying in at the right time. And so, again, what's the new floor? That's what the market's doing right now. That's what it's determining right now. And every market is specific. I've said this for a long time. It's a lesson I learned long ago. Every market is different. There's a macro to the country, right? There's the macro view, the 10,000-foot the view, the big view, the high view. But that, that isn't how real estate really is defined. Real estate is defined by its individual at the most microcosm level. Take even Charlotte, for example. Let's take a massive market like Charlotte, the top 20 market in the country. If you were to just look on paper and say, okay, Charlotte Metro is growing 26% over the past two decades. Okay, well then let's, let's take some individual neighborhoods because you got to know Charlotte. What's going on in Noda right now? How much can you buy for in Noda? How much can you buy for in Fourth Ward right now? You even thinking about buying in First Ward right now? Hey, what's going on in Ballantyne right now? Hey, Elizabeth, how y'all looking right now? Right? There's a bunch of micro-pocket neighborhoods. And that's what our area is becoming. It's beyond just singular citywide, townwide, individual municipality-wide stats. I mean, heck, if you, if you look at Cornelius right, or Huntersville, are you east of 77 or west of 77? That's certainly a dividing line in the marketplace that changes the perspective and the type of culture that you're going to be involved with, depending on where you live. And the same is going to be able to be said for each of the other markets. Look at Lincoln County. So this is the stat that threw me with Lincoln County right now. Do we, Bill, do you think, feel like I, I answered William's question enough, too? I want to get be fair because he's not on the phone, but I want to make sure. Okay. So, so the other thing, too, and we're going to break, and we're going to talk about some of this market debt. Let me save it for after the break. Yeah, let me, let me save it for after the break because with less than a minute left, it's, not, it, it's too much data to try to pump through. And again, if you go to WSICnews.com, on the homepage, there's market reports, single-click market reports that you can just say, hey, I want to know what's going on with Mecklenburg County. Click. I want to know what's going on with Iredell County. Click. I want to know what's going on with Lincoln County, Catawba County, Cabarrus County. Click, click, click. That's what you've got the option of right there, WSICnews.com. You can also search for all the local real estate. I believe in local real estate. That's why we provide you direct access from Canopy Realtor Association and MLS. We are members, and we just showcase that data locally for you. Don't go to Zillow. Don't go to Realtor.com. That's that national nonsense. You need that local data. Today's Real Talk coming right back. 844-STUDIO-4 if you want to be part of the conversation. Today's Real Talk, the show where we talk about things, mostly North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Life is where you can really wrap it up with a nice bow. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, that's really uh, what you got to do. 
Thanks again to William for calling. Thanks again to Eric for calling. Josh, call back. This is what Bill has told me, that if the phone line doesn't go through this time, he is going to send you a WSIC t-shirt if he can't get your call on the air. So let's see. 844-STUDIO-4. He said you said you just bought your first investment property. Congratulations. Happy to talk to you about that. Shout you out. Congratulations on your way to building generational wealth, sir. And I applaud you for making that conscious decision. So the market data. I was thrown off a little bit today because I started pulling up the stats. Again, I like reviewing all the data. WSICnews.com. The market reports are right there on the homepage. Or if you click real estate, just right there in the navigation, you can then search local real estate and see these market reports. So in particular, right, I was just kind of doing like a little bit of quick math. One of the things that's cool about the reports is it shows how many current active listings there are in the MLS for a particular property type, in addition to what the average price is. So if I look at Mecklenburg County, 3,909 active properties, average price right now, average list price in Mecklenburg County, get this, $689,000. And it is creeping towards 690. It may even be there by this evening. Iredell County, 1,100 active residential listings, 588,000 the average price. So here's what got me. It's kind of threw me for a loop. This is the this is the sneaky one right here. Lincoln County. Shout out to Representative Jason Sane, who does a show here on WSIC every Wednesday from 11 to noon. You can listen and watch him live. And if I'm looking at Lincoln County's data, residential, 435 active listings. Only 435. Remember, Iredell, 1,100. Mecklenburg County, 3,900. But the average list price in Lincoln County right now blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. $572,000 for Lincoln County. I'm so, I can't stand hindsight. Should have bought it all. Should have bought it all years ago. If I, could, if I could go back in time into baby Justin and say something out loud to his dad, Daddy, buy all of Lincoln County. That's what I'd say. Trust me. Do it. That's what I would do. A Daddy, buy it all. Maybe that's what J baby Justin sounded like. No, we don't think so. We don't think that's what he was sounding like. It was probably much more baritone. Daddy, 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 buy it. By all Lincoln County. Maybe, maybe a little bit more like that. 844 Studio 4. Hindsight being uh, 2020, what would you have bought? 844 Studio 4. Pre, if you could go back at any point in time, let's say even pre 2008 or post 2008. Shoot, like I said, Florida, beachfront bargains I saw, 50 grand for a beachfront, raw land. Gotta be worth a few milli right now. What would you go back and buy? I'd love to hear it. 844-STUDIO-4. But the average price, Lincoln County, $572,000 with only 435 active residential properties right now. I just thought that was an amazing comparison. Because again, Iredell County, $1,188,000. $435 active in Lincoln County, $572,000. The spread is only like, what is that? That's like $15,000, $16,000 for Iredell to, compared to Lincoln. And, and Iredell in... in most, you know, the, as far as the largest city of, of Iredell, let's say being Mooresville or most developed city, 
as compared to what Lincolnton is more developed than Denver, I think, like from a multifaceted perspective, you've got the, the governments, you've got commercial, you've got residential, yet the price points aren't far off. And I think that what I tie that to, again, is demand in the marketplace. There is so much demand right now and an inadequate amount of supply. Supply is going to be the issue. So it puts us in a conundrum as residents. If you want price to go down, you've got to have a supply that is greater than the demand. But that means more people. So what do you do? What a conundrum to have. Is it a good is this one of those times where we say, eh, it's a problem, and I don't know if it's really a good problem? I think it is. I kid. But I, it's better than than you know begging for people to come here. Some of these I, it's hard to believe some of these pictures like California and New York and some of the videos you see, like that's sad. Like, even if I don't agree with them politically, like the leadership in a lot of aspects, like that doesn't mean like I want that to happen to any city because I don't want people to be wishing that happened to our city. We don't we don't want to We don't want to be known for that. We don't we don't want people to think that that's what it's like to live here. And I don't know if it's really what it's like. That's the other thing is like I got some people that like are in California and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not not as bad. And then somebody's like, nah, yeah, but you can't go to that neighborhood anymore. I, I got, I've seen both and heard both ends from people. And, and I don't know what, what to make of that. But, but for here in particular, North Carolina, I'm very grateful. We've seen to keep a well-balanced machine in place here. And that's ultimately what we want to continue is a well-balanced machine. Community. And that's what we hope for. Or at least most of us do. We got Ronnie on line one calling right now. Ronnie, how we doing today, sir? Hi, I'm doing well. I wanted to ask your opinion on something, um, if you don't mind. No problem at all, Ronnie. I have a, uh, a, a duplex apartment building. It's built sort of like a shotgun style. It's got a lot of age on it, and I've had it since the mid-'90s. Uh, I've always had issues with the people living beside each other because it wasn't, you know, built, it was built back in the 40s, I guess, 30s and 40s, and, you know, it wasn't the, the, the wall that separates the two units. It's not uh, insulated. Not, there's a lot, not, not a lot of sound deadening between them, so people have a hard time getting along. And I've thought about maybe changing another. I also have another issue, like if I have two families living there and four cars, so I have a, a little bit of a parking issue. I was wondering about maybe changing it into a three-bedroom, two-bath, because currently it is two one-bedroom, one-bath uh, units. What, uh, what do you think would be a better option? And it's actually right downtown in Morrison. Oh, right downtown in Morrison. Are you, are you on uh, town water, city water, city sewer, or are you, you on septic yes. and well? yes. Okay, so so there uh, you city water. City okay, sewer. city water, city two, sewer. Two you water in, taps, yes. one sewer tap. Okay, so so your advantage there is being on city water, city sewer. You don't have to worry about perking for septic as far as a bedroom because for those that aren't on city water, city sewer, your septic permit is what dictates the number of bedrooms. And you said currently it's you've got two one bedroom units and you want to convert it to one three bedroom unit. 
well, that's what I was thinking, just because it would be easier to put one family in and possibly have less vehicle traffic, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, I spoke with the city, I spoke with the county. It's something I can do. But then I have some people tell me, look, the, the duplex apartment will make you a lot more money. I understand that. However, the issue, like I said, the people are getting along. I had a lady that lived there for almost, well, she lived there for 30 years, but uh, she was easy to get along with. And since then, it's, it's hard to get two people who can get along, you know, two families. Ronnie, I, I will with, say... With being that close to each other. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and so since you're checking the boxes on the, you know, the, the, the municipality side, as far as are you allowed to do something, I'll let you run with the ball on that with, with the municipality. Let, let's go with the box of assuming you can, and then you're going into the numbers, right? Because the numbers then is what really matters for you. And so, so if you could be honest with me then, and I don't have the exact dollar in front of me and I can certainly figure it out, but okay, we got to compare the market then is, is a one bedroom unit or two individual one bedroom units, the total you make from that more than what you would if you had a three bedroom in the marketplace. Have you done that analysis yet? It would honestly probably work out about the same to okay. be honest with you, just because again, right now the turnover rate is. I mean, you know, uh, it's just it's hard to find the right people to put there because of uh, just because of the way it's laid out. And just, yeah, three bedroom is going to be easier to rent in most marketplaces, particularly where you're seeing a ginormous influx of families wanting to be there in downtown Mooresville. Right? What a what a wonderful community to be able right. to reside in. Oh, absolutely! You can walk to the you can walk to that uh, Liberty Park. You know, be there in just less than five minutes. I mean, it's just. Actually, they had a large uh, concert there this weekend. They sure did have bands, uh, brews, and barbecue. We're well aware yeah, that they had right. that. You said Liberty Park. I mean, my gosh, that would have been, you know, you think about a family, right? Let's call it a young couple with a kid or maybe two kids. A 3-2, right, yeah. would be a phenomenal unit to have. And you right. got to think about what's the future of the community, right? Because once you when you go to the one unit and compared to two units, it's really hard to put it back. You know what I mean? Like once you spend that cost on that conversion to make it a three-bedroom unit. Correct. But you know you're kind of cutting right. your you're cutting your process in half. You're you're searching for one tenant rather than two, right? You're consolidating the parking. So if the numbers make sense and if you think it's easier on your life, plus from a value perspective long term, families are going to keep moving to Mooresville, Ronnie, and you know that. You know people love Mooresville. They're oh, going to keep li absolutely. living there. I don't. If the numbers make sense, man, run with it. Don't hesitate. Don't let them stop you. You know you you, you seem to know what yeah, you want. I guess though, like, but like in the future. Like, to resell, I guess, is where I'm kind of looking at. Like, I mean, I've had this thing since, I think I bought it in 95, 94, 95. Yeah. And, uh, again, it's always been an issue just because of, uh, it is it is older. And, um, you know, right, cur I'm currently updating both units. I mean, I've got one of them just about done. I've just uh, thought about. You know, while I'm doing this, man, I could just change the other side and create a lot of space for somebody. Ronnie, I and hate to cut I, you off, brother, but I'm you, I'm getting cut off the okay. air right now, my brother. But I do appreciate okay. you calling. I, you have a great day, and thanks for your time. You too, Ronnie. I hope the best for you, my friend. I see Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.